Thank you. Um, it truly is a delight to be here. I want to start by thanking Chloe and your group. Man, that second song, it was like back in my church growing up. So thank you. God's unchanging hand. Amen. So I also want to thank Chaplain Lowe for asking me to speak today. I always admire people who can stand up like Chaplain Lowe or Dr. Halverson and give an amazing address. Um, that is not my comfort zone. My comfort zone would be at a kidney table with math manipulatives and small children or on a large rug in a rocking chair and reading a story with antsy little kids moving everywhere or with you guys in a classroom and discussing educational topics or teaching strategies. So, to be honest, I'd rather be reading you a children's book right now and uh, laughing with you instead of the, uh, what I have written here, but we will move together and uh, carry on. So, as you may surmise from my introduction, I am a professor here at Covenant College in the education department. Um, how many of you, just to get a feel for my audience, how many of you, your, your parents are teachers? Grandparents, aunts, uncles, the rest of you know of teachers, you know how we function, you've had relationships with teachers in the past, okay. So we all kind of know that background. So you may be thinking, if she's an education professor, she's probably gonna be speaking about an educational topic, theory or theorist, mm, not exactly. Probably Dr. Pennington would be the one that would enjoy that the most. Um, but I wanna take a few minutes to discuss a topic that relates to all of us on multiple levels. The topic I want to talk about has nothing to do with your discipline, but it has to do with living in community with each other. And in the scriptures, how God has called us into community with one another. So here's a little bit about my own background. I've spent the past four years reading, writing, and researching about community and the development of new teachers. Often we think leaders are experienced, well-versed, older adults, right? Well, my study looked at teachers who are new teachers but are rising to be leaders. And what I found was that young educators can grow, flourish, and become leaders during a time when others in the field thought they shouldn't be leading because they were too young. So that should give you guys some hope. You're never too young to lead. That's what I found. And what I also found was that the new teachers credited their personal growth to the community that they belonged to. And they said it was their community that helped them develop into a leader. They didn't just suddenly arrive at becoming a leader. So the concept of community is not just a topic that relates to educators. It's one that we all connect with in some way. Here's an example from my own life that really has nothing to do with being an educator. My son, Luke, will be coming to Covenant College next year. Go Scots! When he I like the special effects of the lighting, thank you. We didn't even plan that. Um, when he was a junior in high school, he began to look at colleges. It was at that time he said, with all his 17 years of wisdom, something that stuck with me. He was sitting at our dining room table after school, eating a snack and getting ready to start his homework, when out of the blue he said, you know what, Mom? I want to go to a college that's like my lunch group. That puzzled me and it made me pause for a minute. I know how much my teenage sons love to eat, and I wanted to, him to unpack that a little bit more to make sure he wasn't looking for a college with an excellent buffet and a 24-7 cereal and milk bar. So he went on to explain that he wanted to go to a college where students did life together. 
his lunch group, in his lunch group, they would talk daily, laugh, razz one another, and even discuss political issues that they were seeing in society. What he had found in his lunch group was a community with whom he was walking through certain portions of life. Some may argue that my son's statement was a basic fact of life. Yeah, we need community, we need others. That's nothing new, right? However, as believers, we see it from a different perspective. The statement is less about who we are and more about who God has created us to be and how we reflect God in our daily lives and his created order. He desires to engage in relationship with us and we desire to engage in relationship with him and with each other. In scripture, we see God revealing himself through various relationships and covenants. The essence of God's love for his creation is displayed in relationships he fosters with man. This relational nature is defined in 1 John 4, 8. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. No one can love without engaging in a relationship because love must be directed towards others. Scripture illustrates the redemptive story of God's love for his creation even though creation spurned his affections. His love was so great that he chose to sacrifice his own son, Jesus, to redeem his creation. Throughout the Old Testament, God revealed his plan to rescue his creation through covenants with Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, and David. Each of these covenants reflects the relational nature of God and his unfailing love for an undeserving people. In the New Testament, we see a loving relationship between the Father and the Son as Jesus offered up prayers in Gethsemane. In Jesus' prayers, we see the love he had for both his Father and the love he had for his followers. His desire is for his followers to experience the same type of relationship he had with the Father. He said, I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. This prayer demonstrates Jesus' commitment to God's plan to rescue his creation. It was through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus that a new covenant for salvation was provided, which enabled us to receive the promise of a great inheritance. We also see God's loving relationship in his creation communicated in Paul's writing. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? God withheld nothing to restore the broken relationship he had with his creation and with us. Through relationships, we enter into a community that is formed by a shared identity. In the case of Christianity, it is through our relationship with Christ that we are adopted into the kingdom community. Community played an important role in the life of the early believers. In his writings, Paul encouraged the church at Ephesus to hold fast to community and not give in to their former ways of living. His, letter, his letters direct new believers to grow towards unity in the faith and in their knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Growing in unity involves developing a collective and an individual identity within our Christian communities. See, within a community, there are two forms of identity. There's the collective and the individual. The collective identity is found in the work we do together to attain certain goals or commonly held beliefs. Within the collective identity, however, the importance of the individual is further defined. 
Individual identity is based on our unique gifts or talents with aid and support from the larger community. In the example of my son, his lunch group had a shared identity based on their school connections. Yet, each member also brought their own unique identity as a baseball player, a golfer, a rock climber, an actor, etc. Their individual gifts were further developed and valued as they engaged in this group. With the Christian community, we are called to live communally and establish a collective identity that's founded on scripture. We're not created to function alone. Rather, God in his triune nature is relational and he created us to be in relationship with each other. Paul defined this community as being one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. To the early churches, this represented a community consisting of two very different cultures, the Jew and the Gentile. It was through faith in Jesus that two opposing cultures became a community of one, establishing the first Christian church and community. The Gentile believers were grafted into the community and became full recipients of God's promises. We can apply Paul's unifying strategies by seeing ourselves as individuals and collective members within the common body of Christ. One of the most fundamental biblical teachings in the, is that human beings are made in God's image. Believing that we are made in the image of God is a major organizing principle of human life and it impacts the ways that we deal with each other. This principle shapes how we engage in community and treat one another. God created us to desire to engage in relationships. Just as my son stated in his proclamation about how he wanted his college to be like a lunch group, this was Luke's way of acknowledging a God-given desire to engage in relationships. Being made in his image means relationships are at the heart of our existence. We were meant to live in fellowship with God and others through the act of engaging in meaningful experiences. We see how Jesus used mentoring relationships to teach and form members in his community through apprenticeship and discipleship. The disciples became apprentices of Jesus and observed how he taught, healed, drove out demons, and performed miracles. As his disciples watched him engage in public ministry, they were learning how to carry out their callings that God had for their lives. By living out his ministry in front of the disciples, he was mentoring them and encouraging them to share the gospel with others. He lived out what he taught as seen supremely in his washing of the disciples' feet. Not only was his teaching presented in everyday life context, but it was also lived in everyday life by the humbling of himself to serve those around him. Community serves as a foundational concept in the scriptures. In John 14 through 17, Christ details how all who enter into the kingdom community through the body of Christ are welcomed as full members of the community. Those who enter the community receive full membership. They are adopted and fellow heirs of the kingdom. It was based on a foundation of community that Jesus implemented an inclusive approach with his followers that viewed failure as an opportunity to grow instead of a reason for dismissal from the community. Jesus demonstrated forgiveness for failure and a call to carry out, to carry on when he asked Peter three times to feed his sheep. Peter's denial of Christ before the crucifixion did not result in rejection, but rather gave an opportunity for Jesus to display forgiveness and restoration. Being part of a community provides space for the newcomers, freshmen too, 
to fail and see failure as an opportunity for growth rather than rejection. Through relationships with others, new community members gain not only the knowledge and skill needed for membership, but also begin to recognize how their gifts and talents can be used to help those around them. When we participate in a community, we belong to it. We are part of the collective identity, yet maintain our unique place in the community by contributing our individual gifts or talents. The community model as found in the scriptures, shows us the potential for seeing individuals and their needs. Within the context of community, Jesus communicated truth and love through highly individualized approaches. He knew his followers invited them to know him. We can use the teachings of Jesus and the early church leaders to more deeply form and sustain communities that seek to meet the needs of the newcomer, the marginalized, the insecure, and the unseen. Honoring each other as image bearers also means we recognize how we are created to be social and called to exercise dominion by being stewards of God's creation. This viewpoint should then shape how we carry out our callings by building relationships and developing communities where God has placed us, or as my 17-year-old would say, within your lunch group, the people God has placed in your life for this time. Thank you.